Yeah, you know, the metaverse um, is really the the next stage of the internet. It is um, an interface that allows us to, uh, again, virtually or in the physical world, interact in a persistent uh, way across platforms, uh, across, you know, interfaces, hardware, software, blockchain, you know, it kind of brings everything together. It's the combination of all virtual worlds. It's, you know, it, it is, um, it, there is one metaverse um, and there's lots of virtual worlds, lots of, you know, ways to access that metaverse. Data, artificial intelligence, the metaverse, crypto and Web3, and quantum computing are just a few of the technology innovations that are changing the way we live, work, and experience the universe. I am your host, Ganesh Padmanabhan, and this is Stories in AI, a podcast where we explore the various facets of technologies like AI, its impact on individuals, organizations, and the society. You will hear from a variety of experts and practitioners, their personal stories, their best practices, and advice to put technology to work. I hope you enjoy this engaging conversations. Now, before we begin, a note about our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Experian, whom you may know as the Consumer Credit Bureau, but they are at heart a data company. When you're buying a car or home, sending your kids to college, or borrowing to grow your business, Experian is most likely helping you behind the scenes. They unlock the power of data to make better decisions, get access to financial services, and to prevent crime, unlocking a whole world of opportunities for individuals and organizations. Find out more at Experian.com. Today I speak with Rich Lotliker who is the co-founder and CEO of Superworld. Superworld is an augmented reality virtual world mapped geographically onto the real world. Users in Superworld can buy and own a plot of real world land and then can create, make discoverable, geographically place, share and monetize AR content within this world. It's a fascinating company and he's involved in everything you can think about that's hot today. Metaverse, NFTs, crypto, and augmented reality. Now, we had a fascinating conversation talking about the future of metaverse, the future of the internet. How do you get a gateway to the metaverse? What, how do people behave when they are spending more time online versus offline? It was a great conversation, and you will learn a lot about the metaverse, the reality of where it is today, and what, where the world is going. I hope you enjoy it. Rish, welcome to Stories in AI, and it's now not just Stories in AI, it's Stories in Tech, Stories in the Metaverse, Stories in Crypto, Stories in Quantum, and a whole lot, whole lot more. Happy New Year to you, and thank you for jumping on the show. Happy New Year. It's, it's such an honor and pleasure to be here with your audience and, and to have this conversation. So I've been uh, very excited about this for a while. So thanks again for having me. No, and it's very timely. I know we tried to actually schedule and get it done back in 2021. And I, I sound like back in 2021, right? So it's just like six days ago. Um, <laughs> but I, I really want to, you know, I, I'm really, I was really looking forward to this 
conversation because we want to focus on the metaverse, right? So, but before all that, Rish, why don't you start with your personal story? You know, give us your amazing story and, you know, your, there's, I don't want to say it and, and butcher it. So why don't you give us your story? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I've one, I, I'll, I'll tell you from the straight off, off the bat that I, um, I'm a global nomad, um, always living around the world. I love the world. I love cultures, people, uh, languages, and always have. And, and so, you know, building a company like Superworld, which we'll get into, is really, really part of my heart. But to, in terms of my background, you know, I was born in India, uh, grew up in the United States uh, in Houston. I went to Rice University in Houston, grad school in Illinois. But, you know, between college and grad school, did it get a chance to live in Madrid and Paris and London and kind of, you know, do a lot of travel and, and uh, you know, started off my career, um, you know, I'm Indian. So, you know, it was kind of like being a doctor was the, the, the route that I was on. I was doing a, an MD, MPH, MBA. In fact, in college, I used to take out eyes for transplant surgery. So, you know, very hardcore wow. in, in the medicine, but I'd gotten a grant to do an MBA from the, the National I, Institute. I, of I tried poking eyes, but that was while I was learning Kung Fu, right? Different problem, but <laughs> I know. anyways, go ahead. I've tried that move, that the karate, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I kind of went on this other path after doing the MBA and ended up doing consulting, worked on Wall Street for a while, I was in, at UBS and HSBC in New York, started off in public finance, corporate finance, and M&A. It's funny, I started off in real estate investment banking and we're doing virtual wow. real estate now in Superworld. So, you know, life is, you know, life kind of plays jokes on you that way. Well, um, yeah. yeah. And then uh, got into venture capital in New York uh, for a number of years, investing across tech and biotech. Had a crazy idea about 12 years ago, probably one of the first of my crazy ideas, which was, wouldn't it be cool to go somewhere in the emerging markets and start a VC fund? Uh, got on a plane, didn't know anyone, went to Ukraine, Russia, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Moldova. Took me about a year and a half, but I started a venture capital fund in Ukraine, backed by uh, a very big investor named Viktor Pinchuk out there. He's the guy who backs Yuri Milner at DST. Uh, yep. And so uh, I started a VC fund in Ukraine. Uh, uh, also got involved in, in helping to start one in Belarus called Tech Minsk. Uh, then was early at a company called TopTal, which is a talent marketplace backed by Andreessen. Helped grow and scale that company. I was their first biz dev. And then about six years ago, started a company called Rogue Initiative Studios, which is a film, television, gaming, and virtual reality studio in Hollywood. My co-founder produced Call of Duty, Modern Warfare series, and Ghosts. And then my production partner there yep. is Michael Bay, the action director. And so at that company, we, we produce franchises, feature film, television, gaming, virtual reality, all the way to amusement park rides and toys. And that was kind of what got me into AR and VR. Rogue is backed by a lot of the top AR, VR venture capital funds in Silicon Valley and globally. And so I got into that space. And, you know, again, um, Pokemon Go came out and kind of opened up my eyes to what can be done in the real world. And that's where Superworld comes from. Got it. That's the origin story of, you know, Superworld. And we'll get into it. But before that, I mean, first off, fascinating background, right? Like you digital nomad, lived in many places, experienced different cultures, you know, have even in the whole process given back to some of those cultures, new cultures that you actually go in, starting venture capital, starting businesses and so forth. And just fascinating moving from, you know, um, healthcare and medical education to poking eyes, of course, right, to going into uh, Wall Street and real estate investing, to venture capital, to 
you know, coming back to now digital real estate, right? Now, before we all go there, like a lot of buzzwords here that I want to, you know, you all hear and every, we're all hearing every day. One of that is the metaverse, right? And obviously the other thing is fintech and crypto and other things as well. But let's focus this discussion on the metaverse. So what the hell is the metaverse? Give us your viewpoint there. Yeah, you know, the metaverse... Um is really the the next stage of the internet. It is um, an interface that allows us to, uh, again, virtually or in the physical world, interact in a persistent uh, way across platforms, uh, across you know interfaces, hardware, software blockchain, you know, it kind of brings everything together. It's the combination of all virtual worlds. It's, you know, it, it is, um, it, there is one metaverse um, and there's lots of virtual worlds, lots of, you know, ways to access hmm. that metaverse. It's interesting. So, I mean, I think it was um, uh, Sean Puri who wrote this long Twitter thread, which has yeah. got a lot of uh, uh, mentions. And he talks about this thing, like the look, the metaverse is not your ready player one, as everybody is thinking. It's not just the virtual world. And you actually call out a couple of things in this description of how you describe metaverse as a persistent interface to different virtual worlds and the physical world when, um, uh, you, know, when, when you go more digital than physical, right? And, and uh, Sean's definition of the metaverse was like, it's a point in time where you know, people spend more time in the digital worlds or digital interactive mechanisms than in physical mechanisms, right? So, um, but you mentioned persistent and you mentioned uh, some kind of a common way to interact with virtual, different virtual worlds. Well, that's mm -hmm. not where we are today, right? I mean, where are we in that journey of building the metaverse? Yeah, so, you know, again, um, there are things I think that we are uh, uh, enabling now, utilizing um, Web3, utilizing immersive computing, um, whether it's VR or AR, utilizing AI and other technology that is moving us closer and closer to the vision that we described before. Um, and, you know, again, there, th those things are coming, you know, uh, in combination with each other, which we're seeing now a lot of these trends um, and these waves um, kind of, you know, again, building upon each other. But I think as as the technology, whether it's AR and VR, whether it's, you know, getting onto Web3, it's still a very high friction process to, to be able to, to, to utilize um, some of these wallets and, and get onto crypto. And, yeah. and, you know, the interoperability is still challenging in many ways. And so, you know, again, we're moving further and further down this vision and it's moving very rapidly, um, but I very would say, fast. yes, you're right. It's coming. <laughs> it's funny. No, I, I was, I think, um, was it the electric capital that published a report yesterday on uh, the, you know, basically where's the developer momentum in crypto. And it's just insane amount of people, new people jumping on to, you know, build, picking up that three stack. Now, I remember having interacting, you know, I was looking at some M&A and there was a bunch of entrepreneurs who had started companies in, you know, who, uh, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago in machine learning based products, applied AI is my space, right? So I was looking for really yeah. small niche capabilities to acquire. 
and they were all like, all right, I'm ready to sell. What are you going to do next? And they're like, I want to go build Web3 apps, right? Just mm-hmm. like it, everybody's just like saying, I'm just moving in. And to me, that is a very strong indication because developers are a huge leading indicator where the momentum is going to be, right? Uh, so no, fascinating. I think, you know, the metaverse, you're right. It's like the building blocks. I love how you framed it, right? There is all these building blocks that are independent paddle threads that are already in progress. The Web3 momentum, immersive computing. I think, I mean, I can, six years ago, I remember, um, you know, looking, I was looking at a VR-based physical business at that time. And I remember having to carry around like computers on your back to be able to, you know, be in your HTC Vive or something like no yeah. longer, right? So the, the the form factor shrinking, you know, the, the goofy looking glasses are going to go away. We're going to start getting better AR interactive uh, interfaces and so forth. And, you know, the field that I'm in in AI, you know, progress has been pretty astounding over the last decade or so, right? So um, building blocks are all independently having together. I think the opportunity as well as where the momentum is going to be. How do you package it all together to make that experience and focus back on the user and not so much the technology, the the, the, the real world versus just the virtual world or a physical a physical world versus virtual world, if you will, right? Um, yeah. What, why, why now, though? I mean, like, you know, what is, what is specific around this phase? I mean, is it just the... I can see a lot of fingers pointing to, I mean, the COVID really changed the dynamic, right? But what are your thoughts? Why now? Why did all these things have been happening for a while? Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a number of technology inflection points that are really coming together, right? So in 2015, you saw on the hardware side, you know, 2014-15 Oculus um, being acquired by Facebook, you know, Facebook really kind of putting a lot of investment into the VR hardware space that really drove a lot of innovation on that side. Again, you know, culminating in what we're at right now with Oculus Quest, uh, which has really, yep. um, I think, increased the, the number of headsets in the marketplace dramatically um, and is really getting people into immersive commuting. Um, you know, I think on the, on, the, on the software side, we saw AR Kit come out from Apple in 2017, AR Core from Google in 2018. Um, you know, 5G technology on mobile um, definitely is allowing people to access that bandwidth. Yeah. bandwidth. Um, you know, on the Web3 side, you know, you're seeing the, um, as you mentioned, the increased uh, development on Web3, as well as just the, you know, the consumer uh, mainstream attention to Bitcoin and, and you know, the ICO craze, but more so just just the, the fact that people are realizing that there's some merit here um, in the broader um, you know, consumer space uh, in uh, the uh, opportunity that Web3 represents. Uh, and then, you know, to your point, um, you know, uh, there is um, a, a lot of, uh, you know, sociological, um, you know, mainstream understanding of virtuality in our daily lives. We're, you know, on this uh, Zoom call and, and people spend now most of the day on Zoom calls because they have to be. Yeah. Um, however, they are also realizing that, like, 
actually in some ways it, it, you know, it is a preference, right? Some people, you know, a lot of people don't want to commute and don't want to go into physical locations and having that flexibility is important. And so I think, you know, I think my mom telling me, oh, I understand Superworld now is the, for me, the icing of the cake during the middle of COVID, you know, a year or two ago, uh, <laughs> when, when I realized, wow, okay, <laughs> you know, um, you know, there, oh, there's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it makes it worth it, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's that's awesome. No, you're right. I think it's a culmination of, as you said, technology inflection points, um, yeah. changes in socio-behavioral elements of people, and then the goddamn virus, right? I mean, we can't let the big elephant yeah. in the room, right? Just completely yeah. force-functioned everything and, yeah. and just, you know, shrunk the timeline that you otherwise have. That's pretty yeah. exciting. Now, let's shift gears into um, Superworld. Right. Tell us the origin story of Superworld. And before you start, when I when you and I met, uh, you know, first um, early this year or late last year or actually not this year, last year, early last year. Right. Um, and uh, what really excited me about this whole notion, because I always knew that it was like, look, the the, the virtual world ready player one world is not going to be the final destination. It was like, you know, everybody thinking everybody's going to be it's like any other particular um, technology evolutions, right? Where you have this real far-fetched view of everything being binary on one side, and then the real reality is the truth is somewhere in the, in the middle, right? Um, so you were not, uh, what, I, what really excited me was, and was the fact that you were not just building another Decentraland or Minecraft VR and stuff, right? But you were layering a digital universe on top of the physical world in a sense, right? And that yeah. really, really resonated with me. And, you know, uh, full disclosure for the audience, I'm an investor. I'm a proud investor in Superworld. And Thank so you. tell us the origin story. Give everybody that origin story. How did Superworld come about? And you kind of touched upon this a little earlier. Um, and where, where are you guys right now? Yeah, and, and thanks for your support. Uh, and really, again, I think the idea, idea here is, you know, it sounds ironic but we're building a virtual world that focuses on people's real lives and how do we enhance the real world? And that is what makes us different is that, you know, a lot of people call Superworld the gateway to the metaverse because, you know, a lot of our, our super citizens, as we call them, you know, are first enchanted and attracted to some of these technologies, but don't know how to kind of take that first step into Web3 or AR, VR or AI. And so what we're doing is, again, by building an interface that allows them to, again, create, discover and monetize anything anywhere in the real world in this immersive computing sense, but also by utilizing Web3, be able to have an ownership of those real world locations and be able to, again, become a stakeholder in all of that monetization and activity that's happening in the real world. And so, you know, I think our vision was, 
you know, it, we want to serve as a very open metaverse. So again, we're very close to all the other virtual worlds out there, but those worlds mm -hmm. are, are very niche communities in many ways, right? Yes. Um, there's, there's users that like Decentraland or Sandbox, or, you know, there's a number of other virtual yep. worlds out there. And I think our vision at Superworld is how can we get, you know, our, our users who are, again, mainstream, you know, consumers who are interested in virtuality, in accessing how to improve their life, how to enhance their life using these technologies, getting them on board. And if they want to, you know, a lot of them want to go deeper. They want to get into DeFi. They want to get into AR and VR and doing, you know, AR content. A lot of this technology is being democratized because you can have mm -hmm. LiDAR now on your phone. You can scan something and turn it into an AR object. You can scan your apartment and put it, upload it, right? And so, you know, what we're doing is enabling people to, again, create, discover, and monetize anything, anywhere, and be able to have ownership of the, of the world around them. Yeah, it's actually interesting. So you, you use a lot of you know, big words there, right? Monetizing and ownership, mm -hmm. right? And and yeah. while I understand conceptually that for the audience, and I explain mm -hmm. that, I'll explore that a little bit more, right? You have a mm -hmm. physical world, and let's say mm -hmm. that mapping of the physical world, you own a digital asset that is the mapping on the super world network that you own yeah. that, right? Mm -hmm. And so your monetization now is possible mm -hmm. only within the Superworld network or is it possible outside of the Superworld network, number one? Second mm -hmm. question is um, ownership. So how does this ownership work? Mm -hmm. when, you, it, it's, it's, when it's a purely virtual world, it's very mm -hmm. easy for people to comprehend because it's just you're just mm -hmm. owning a piece of virtual asset. It doesn't exist anywhere else. But if I'm yeah. owning, and I do own uh, <laughs> some parts of where I grew up, like my streets that I grew up in, in mm -hmm. Superworld, Right. Mm -hmm. How does that translate to the physical world and show, give us a little bit of color there? Yeah. So, you know, on that first question, um, first of all, just to, to, to define what it is that you're owning, you're owning yep. a longitudinal, latitudinally bounded block on the surface of the earth. Um, yep. that is a block of quote unquote virtual real estate that covers yep. the earth at a specific location, um, on the Superworld platform and the structure yep. is an NFT and non-fungible token, which is a yep. programmable digital asset. In our case, we've built on Ethereum. So you're buying what's called technically an ERC 721 token. And that token yep. gives you a right to gain a share of any of the monetization activity that happens on the Superworld platform. So anything that we earn in monetization at that location is shared with the owner of the virtual land there. Advertising, digital commerce, e-commerce, gaming, analytics, data, anything that we can result in revenue in that location, we're sharing with the owner of that block of virtual land. Now, the second question was, you know, is that within the Superworld platform? And, you know, how does that relate to the physical world? Now, I think that the really compelling big idea here is that if you're 
creating a virtual interface that sits on top of the real world, first of all, that virtual content and virtual interaction can have real world relevance. Now I'll give you an example. Yeah. Like we just sold an NFT a couple of weeks ago um, from a luxury club in New York and Miami called Custom House. And they sold a digital NFT that once you buy that virtual digital object, you're getting access to their club in, in Miami, right? And so again, the idea is how do we create real world utility from virtual items? And then that goes vice versa, right? You can walk yep. into a coffee store or go for a run and you know you can achieve something, a bonus point, maybe Nike wants to pay you in a token or um, give you some kind of virtual prize or reward for doing that. So now you're going from the physical analog world doing activities yep. and being able, and you wanna connect into the Super Bowl platform because you wanna get that virtual you know, benefit of that activity. So now we're bringing together virtual, physical, physical, virtual. That is awesome. Super world being the gateway to the virtual worlds or to the metaverse itself. Yeah. Now, how are people coming onto the platform? You know, what do they buy? How do they get started? How much are they buying on an average and what do they do with it after? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it probably useful. I'll just give you kind of a high level about user behavior um, and that what we're seeing. Um, and so, you know, I think the first thing that we're really excited about is when when anyone understands what we're doing here and the things I just described and the things that we're going to yep. be talking about today. The first thing that I hear from everyone, and this is great because I hear this in direct quotes all day from everyone, is, you know, which is this blows my mind. OK, and I, I hear people say it and it just. You know, uh, it makes me happy because um, I hear it so much. Um, so people are very galvanized and excited about this once they understand what we're doing, especially if they're they own a business, they're a creator, they're an influencer, they're, you know, you name it. Right. So they, they see the opportunity to create, discover and monetize anything anywhere and actually have ownership is something that, you know, really is game changing for them. Right. Number two. Yeah. They tell me that they've told everyone they know. They say this in direct quotes. I've told everyone I know about this. I've told my grandmother about, you know, like literally they're telling people close to them about the opportunity and what this is and why that's important is that it's a very viral story. It's, you know, we get covered so much in the press, fortunately, because you know, they own real estate in Superworld. Their best friend, their mother, their family owns real estate in Superworld. And so they want to tell the story of, of what's happening, right? And so that's yeah. that's very exciting. And then number three, back to, you know, your question specifically, um, you know, people definitely are buying places that they understand and know. So they're being very specific about where they buy. You know, if I ask someone, where are you buying? They're going to be very specific about, you know, specific locations in the world. They're going to know many of their locations, right? And then importantly, yeah. they're going to tell me the why. Like, what is the exact kind of personal connection? And so why that's important is if you look at the broader NFT space, you know, you hear people talking about, you know, I don't know about this, but I think it's going to go up in value. You know, I don't know a lot about this art or something, but I think it's, it's going to go up. Here, it's slightly different. The, the user behavior is they covet these places. They're very, um, again, very, very much 
connected personally to these places and they yep. brag about it and they, they, they spread it. And then most importantly, Ganesh, is they're, they're telling us very specifically what they want to build there. If they're an artist, they want to create NFT art and put it there. If they're a musician, they want to do a live concert. If they're an educator, they want to create educational experiences. If they are a business owner, they want to you know, promote their business and have access. If they're a government, they want to build an embassy. You know, Barbados is building an embassy in Superworld. So that's really great for us is, is that, yeah. Um, and then to answer the other question, you know, our average paying user spends about $3,900 in the first month on the platform, you know, does about 10 to 15 transactions. And again, is very excited about going deeper. So this is their first interaction. They've just opened up a wallet. They have Ethereum and they want to start getting into AR and VR. They want to start, you know, getting into DeFi. They want to go on and get more crypto. So they want to enter these other worlds. And that's where the gateway of the metaverse really comes in. That's amazing, Rish. And I think this is, uh, it's really fascinating how you, um, it, it, you're right. It blows your mind when you think about it, right? Because you're truly, getting people who are not in it just from a perspective, I'm going to trade a new NFT and make money on it. You're trying to get the, a different kind of users who's got a passionate, intimate relationship with a physical location. So again, going back to the original promise that I'm going to try to actually use, uh, allow you to have a gateway into the virtual worlds or the metaverse, but have utility in the real world. And that utility in the real world doesn't come just to the place, but also to the people living in the real world knowing that it's the part of the land that they actually know and so forth, right? So there's so yeah. many different little things out there that really makes this a very strong strong case for most people wanting to get in. Is there anybody else doing what you're doing, right? From uh, yeah. mapping the physical world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and there's, you know, a number of companies in the space now that, you know, again, uh, are, are doing, uh, you know, things uh, totally virtually, as, as we talked before, and then totally on virtually on top of the real world. There's a company called Upland, there's a company called Earth2. Yep. Um, and there's another a number of companies that are kind of sprouting up in this space. You know, again, our focus at Superworld, um, in our differentiating factor, I would say is, is again, this is we're focused on the real world. Um, uh, there's another a number of companies there that are kind of more of a gamified approach here, kind of a yep. you know kind of property trading or kind of a gamified thing. And I think that like what we're what we're really trying to do is is say, hey, very expansively, what we want to do is one be very open. Uh, we want to enable anyone to utilize all the the technologies that are available in the marketplace. Um, and this isn't just about the real estate itself necessarily, but it is about, you know, again, how do you enable people to pursue their passions? Well, it's not, you know, some of our investment partners call this passionware. And as, as AI and machine learning is really, you know, kind of, uh, you know, going to be replacing a lot of mundane potentially jobs that are out there. You know, what we want to do is provide a way, an open way, for anyone yep. to, again, create, discover, and monetize and do those things in real world spaces. And I'll say one, one other comment about this that I didn't say before is I think ultimately what we're creating here is a movement. And the movement is how can we empower people and how can we better the world? How do we you know, build a better world? And so, again, we're launching a token. You know, there's, there's a lot to Superworld that isn't just technology specific 
It is sure. we're embracing all technologies. We're bringing together people. You know, governance is a big part of this. Uh, DAO structures are going to be a big part of this. Really creating a community of people that want to improve the world and empower people. Oh, it's fascinating, Rish. And you know, it's it's very noble of you actually also to think about it because I mean, technology is impacting the world. And it's left to us technologists who are deep into it to make sure that we're impacting it the right way, right? I mean, and then to start early rather than trying to think about it after you become like a Facebook or a, or a Twitter, right? Because it's harder because then you have corporate shareholders to actually deal with and things like that, right? So uh, with one, one thing that one of my personal critiques on uh, more self-critique than anything else um, on the fact that we are going into a world where all of us and our children, we both have young children, uh, will be spending more and more time in the, virtu in the virtual universes, the metaverses, and in digital worlds, more than they'll be spending time in the physical world, right? So it's, it's also all the more important to make sure that we provide the right framework for them to go do it. And I know you are doing a lot of work. Superworld is also doing a lot of work uh, with... Mm -hmm. I want to say UNICEF and some of the other organizations around the world. So talk to a little bit about yeah. some of those specific initiatives. I love that tokenization example. Explore that a little bit more for me. And more also from a perspective of how do other founders mm -hmm. and other entrepreneurs look at this and say, what can I do to impact the world positively while I'm building out my company and building out my business? Yeah, um, and, and thanks for thanks for bringing this up uh, in in a deeper way. You know, there is a movie, the documentary that came out called "The Social Dilemma" um, uh, a couple of years ago that very strongly yep. kind of influenced my thinking around um, you know what's happening in this space. And it was a very powerful movie that I recommend uh, everyone to watch. But yeah. you know, the, the the idea there, the upshot of that was, you know, we're all kind of living in these algorithmic bubbles. Um, we're, we're staring at our phones all day. We can't have like real conversations with everyone because we're kind of looking at our phones and, and, and also, you know, teenage kids are obsessed with the next Instagram or TikTok posts. Right. And, and, you know, the, the thing that we really, um, care about is, you know, how do we enhance people's real lives? As I said, how do we enhance the real world? And so we're, we're very focused on, um, you know, figuring that out and, and focusing the efforts on the company on the real world. It sounds ironic to build a virtual world that's focused on the real world, as I said, but that's what we're doing. And, and so number one, you know, that's, that's been a focus from number from the very beginning, um, because of, I think the importance of, you know, kids, um, and us even as adults, um, our, our ability to kind of live in the physical world. So I'm a humanist, um, I'm a technologist, but I really want to, to build this in the proper way. And then the second part of that question, you know, um, there's organizations like conscious capitalism, um, there's, yep. there's, uh, you know, a number of, I just spent a week with Richard Branson, um, and he's doing amazing things with Virgin Unite and the elders. And, you know, these are hero, he, he's a hero of mine. There's, there's other people around the world, um, that are, that are again, um, creating businesses, um, in ways that I think are very positively impact, impactful to the world and to people's lives. And I think that as technologists, we have the opportunity 
um, to really build businesses that, you know, actually have a, 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 you know, a very impactful, positive benefit. And also, again, empower people and enable monetization and enable us to build livelihoods. And, you know, we're seeing that in the play to earn movement in gaming. And I think back yep. to tokenization that you brought up, we can apply all those token mechanisms, which is what we're doing, to real world activities, the things that people are really you know, excited about in their real lives, um, but that's analog. That isn't really being recorded. Yep. That isn't really being, you know, again, uh, incentivized or you know, bringing potential you know, virtual kind of benefits, as I mentioned. And you know, I think we can bring all these th things together. And that's, I think, the vision of the metaverse in a very positive way, that it's not yeah. sucking you into this you know, digital interface, but it's really how yep. we bring that digital, virtual technology, you know, um, uh, all of these kind of interfaces, worlds, et cetera, to our real lives. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fascinating, Rich. And I and, and, no, totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. The, the, the one other critique, though, of that thing is there's yeah. also this notion of monetizing is, mm -hmm. is a very capitalist mentality, right? Mm -hmm. How do you actually enable and empower opportunity? And yeah. monetization uh, one mm -hmm. of the big critiques that are happening from the Web2 stalwarts on the Web3 movement right now is that, mm -hmm. look, are you trying to monetize everything and everybody and every, you know, every instance and everything that you have that you're mm -hmm. kind of losing out the sense of community in the process, right? And mm -hmm. I mean, I, 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 don't, I still don't know which side of the argument that I'm really on, but then there is that sh element of shared mm -hmm. success that comes with community that needs to be imbibed into the monetization strategies mm -hmm. that we use in the Web3 stack, if you will, don't you think? I 100% agree with that. You know, it's about heart. It's about community. It's about people loving what they do. And it's, it's not just about monetization per se, um, but it's about, um, I would say, you know, being a, becoming a stakeholder in, in what you're yeah. creating, being able to, to be involved in creating uh, you know, quote unquote assets or, you know, content or experiences that um, have immutability, that have interoperability, that have, you know, again, uh, the ability to, 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 to take those things that you're creating to other places. And, and again, really, um, you know, I think decentralization um, it is is really opening a lot of people's eyes to the power of, of creators and you know the the ability for anyone um, to to again be empowered to uh, create Absolutely. and to have that yeah. yeah and 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 you know it's the it's the opportunity equalization that is happening right everybody yeah. now has the opportunity and that's mm -hmm. what like the internet opened up and decentralization and web yeah. really you know, blows it out and, and makes it available for everybody. Rish, this has been fascinating. Um, what else should I be asking you about Superworld or the metaverse? You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, one of the things that we really uh, love at Superworld is the fact that we build Superworld together, right? So the concept is, you know, we're building a virtual world on top of the real world. And, you know, that means that the opportunity uh, for anyone uh, to utilize these technologies is limitless because there's, you know, a lot of technologies in play here, 
right? And so for us, it's really activating, you know, your audience and all of the different audiences around the world that care about, you know, again, building a better world and, and, and again, leveraging uh, all of these tools and technologies that we have in a positive way. And so, again, I think a, a very important part of this mission is how do we get people around the world together into super world, um, help them, you know, learn and be educated about the opportunities here. I think accessibility is very important. Um, we yeah. want to make it as accessible as possible. It's free to, it's free to, you know, use SuperWorld. It's, you know, you can create. So these are all things that we're really, you know, very excited about. That's awesome, Rish. And I think, you know, one of the, one of my focus with this effort, this whole media effort with stories in AI mm -hmm. and stories in tech in general mm -hmm. is to get more and more people participate and help shape and be stakeholders in this like one of the most historic moments that are mm -hmm. happening in, in history, right? I mean, like we're, we live in some amazing times then, you know, every, every 10 years is kind of, uh, I don't know, quadrupling the, the level of productivity, the level of, you know, uh, opportunity for everybody. And there's so many, the world is opening up so much opportunities. And I, mm -hmm. I sincerely worry about a portion of the society and it always will be, but a large portion of the society will be left behind. Right. Mm -hmm. And so all of this are efforts to actually bring more and more people into the fold. We also don't mm -hmm. want a small group of people just making all decisions for everybody else around the world. Yeah. We saw how that played out with Facebook. Uh, but, you know, in, in general, I think that's the whole idea. How do you recommend people to get started with getting engaged into this emerging new world of the metaverse? Right. Outside mm -hmm. of, you know, Super World app as well. How do you how do you how what, what's your advice for someone getting started to say, how do I get involved here? Yeah. So, you know, again, I think that Web3 and all of these technologies, AR, VR, um, AI, you know, I think a lot of the amazing topics that you cover on your podcast um, are all available. They're moving so fast. I think the biggest lesson you know, I think we learn in this space is, you know, it's, it's, it's never too late to start. It's still early. And, you know, the sooner that you start, if you're passionate about an, a specific area, whether it's blockchain or AR or whatever, you know, one of these areas yeah. here, I think it's, it's really, you know, um, try to uh, go online, try to learn, um, take a, you know, there's a lot of free courses out there, whether you're interested in the business side of this, whether you're interested in programming, uh, whether you're interested in, you know, uh, kind of marketing or, or you know, other aspects of, um, you know, the, the space, I think that, you know, one is to just educate yourself. And there's a lot of resources out there. Um, I, I'm, we're happy to, you know, again, uh, get anyone who's interested, um, you know, reach out to us. We're happy to get you to educational resources. But the idea is, you know, educate yourself and then you'll find very quickly um, as we all know, is you can become an expert um, fairly quickly just because there's so many small niches here and so many areas of opportunity. And if yeah. you're a builder or creator or, you know, an entrepreneur, um, you know, there's opportunities to innovate. And again, we're super open um, ourselves uh, at Superworld. So, you know, again, happy to help in that regard if people want to build or excited about partnering. But, you know, I think the opportunity is is really out there. And it's really just take that first step, 
and then you take the second step and you know it it, it really is a iterative yeah process so i that's what i recommend just, just jump in and take that step educate yourself awesome rich i mean just do yeah. it just like the nike yeah. uh, slogan just do it yeah. like, don't overthink <laughs> just, it just do it <laughs> yeah just do it no. go, go after your passions you know do what you love and uh, there's a lot of awesome. opportunities and technology to kind of go after those things. So. Awesome. Rich, one last final question and really the last one this time. Um, personal question. What is a personal power practice that you employ? Yeah, you know, I, I, um, I'm very into this kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's, um, I, it's a very interesting uh, question uh, that you asked me. But, you know, I, I definitely am into um, meditation, uh, into yoga, uh, into, you know, exercise. Um, and, and so, you know, it's very important for me on a daily basis to, you know, go get, get a workout in, go lift weights, um, do meditation, do yoga. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, getting kind of unplugged and um, getting away from your devices and, and um, again, working on kind of the inner inner part of, uh, of you yeah. um, is, is, I think, where everything is, right? It's all kind of within you. And, um, yep. and so as you, as you become more comfortable with that and, you know, uh, mindfulness and, you know, a lot of the, the, the terms that are um, in this space are important that, you know, I think it's, it's really about kind of being able to, to be in the now and, and uh, to, to be able to, to on, on, in your, in terms of your physical body as well, be, yep. um, you know, again, your nutrition and health and all of this stuff is very important. So very much a focus of mine. That is awesome, Rich. And it's actually, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating if you really think about it, if you want to make it big in the new internet and like we're, the world being your opportunity uh, landscape, what you really have to do first is to know yourself, right? Isn't that really yeah. fascinating that, you know, you have to know your strength, you have to find that niche where you're really good at, so you can exploit mm -hmm. it and scale it across the technology mm -hmm. mediums, right? And in a weird sort of way, when you're all plugged in and trying to figure out how do I do this, what you really have to focus on is go back, look within, right? And that's, you know, it, it just kind of puts a bow on what we just talked about. So Rish, this has been fascinating. How can the viewers and listeners get in touch with you? Where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, so um, I'm on Twitter. So H-R-I-S-H-L-O-T-L-I-K-E-R, first name, last name. Uh, LinkedIn's a great place. Um, if you want to reach me directly at Superworld, I'm at CEO at superworldapp.com. We'll always uh, answer your questions and happy to to work with anyone awesome. that's excited about what we're working on. But all over the net, you can find me on every social network out there, I think. <laughs> that is awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. Rish, this was fascinating. I think we're all in, in it for a lot of fun in the metaverse. We're already going there. We're already halfway there and we're, we're making it easier, simpler and exciting for everybody to participate in the journey. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Can't wait to be on again. And I'm a big fan of your show. So appreciate the opportunity to tell Thank our you. story. Sounds good. Thank you, Rish. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, I encourage you to do three things. Number one, share with your friends and family. If someone else can learn from this, get inspired and take action, they need to. 
Number two, subscribe so you do not miss a single episode. You can do it at your favorite podcast location or at youtube.com. Number three, let me know if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for me or my guests. And check out storiesinai.com to access show notes and more resources. Thank you for listening. See you next time.